welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the Southeast Students Podcast, episode one. First one. Here we go. Um, my name is Josh. I am the pastor for the high school ministry here and also oversee the music and basically just get to hang out with a lot of folks and enjoy it. And today, Liam Chafee is going to be joining me. Hey, I'm Liam. Uh, I lead the middle school ministry here, and I also do a lot of the media stuff around here, and yeah, that's what I do. So when we started talking about doing this podcast, we are talking about um, this upcoming series we're doing with our youth, and so we started this last week talking about just relationships and singleness and that moving into dating and then marriage, and we thought, man, this could actually be a great um, thing just to have a conversation about and be able to talk through maybe even some of our own struggles and things the Lord has taught us and even just looking into scripture and what does scripture have to say about um, singleness and in, in relationships. And so today we're going to dive into that. And so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and let's get into it. Let's do it. So something I wanted to bring up from when you taught last Thursday is you mentioned that whether a person is in a dating relationship like currently or they're single right now or wherever they're at in life, they're still the same person. And so what did you mean by that when you said that? Yeah, something I think of a lot with relationships and I think in general with our human nature and grass is greener on the other side mentality is if I can be in this other situation, I'm going to be happier. Right. And so I actually, I shared a story that I thought was it really fitting for the occasion. But um, when I was a kid, my dad was a pastor. We'd grow, we'd go to the church um, every Sunday morning early, I'd go walk around and just help clean the building or whatever last minute things before the church showed up. And it was always, a, you know, just a fun experience, father, son. Well, one Sunday morning we show up like normal, you know, we're getting there probably like seven, six thirty, seven in the morning, walk through the doors and things are oddly staged all around the church building at like doors. And we're like, what is going on? Well, we walk into one of the main meeting rooms, the fellowship hall, and one of the storage rooms, everything had been pulled out of and right into the middle of the fellowship hall. And we're like, what is happening here? And we notice, all of a sudden, look down, and there's the safe from that storage room. And somebody had actually pulled the safe out, and they took a chisel and an axe, which is very odd, blunt objects in a lot of ways, but they actually bored a hole through the back of this old concrete safe. And by this point, we realized that the church had been robbed. And so, um, but looking at it, they had bored this hole through the back and then somehow found a long object to reach all the way to the front of the safe and mess with the latch on it, opened it up. But what was so funny is when they got inside, what they would have found was just a bunch of old photos from a potluck from like the 70s. That's gold there was, material right there. Was there was nothing <laughs> in the safe of any value. And, uh, and honestly, you know, I was maybe like 13 at the time. I look down at it and I see this safe. I see the whole thing just unfolding in my mind. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just started laughing. It's like, wow, they, they showed up. They went through this whole process. All of this hard work to, sh- to get there and realize they, they didn't get anything. It was, they were still empty. Right. And I think it's so fitting because so many times as single people, we think, oh man, if I do the work, if I get in this relationship, if I, you know, if I date the girl or if I, you know, move towards engagement, marriage, whatever, they're like, that's when I'm going to be satisfied. That's when I'm going to be fulfilled. But I think so many times they press and they press and they press and they get in these relationships and such. And then at the end of it, they realize they're still the same person. They're just as empty as when they started. And I think many people are looking for a person to fill a God-sized hole. Hmm. And that's really, you know, through that, what I was talking about with 
um, you know, whether you're you're single or you're dating, either way, if you feel empty now, you're going to feel empty when you go into a relationship with someone. Right. And so now singleness is this time to actually learn satisfaction and God pouring into our lives and filling our lives and giving us fulfillment. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I was addressing there. But I actually have a question for you, Liam. Yeah. So as a single person, what do you think are some of the uh, prevailing unhealthy attitudes that single people have about their stage of life? Oh, man. I think probably one of the main ones is bitterness, I would say. Like, just really angry about the place they're in life. So there's no value here. I just don't want to be here anymore. And I'm just upset. Even maybe upset towards the Lord for not sending the person that you think you want to spend the rest of your life with to you and like whether you feel like there's no options in your life or you're just not in a place for it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever the reason may be, there's bitterness towards the Lord of like, I'm not where I should be. And I think that can be especially the case when you have friends that are married and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, I'm not. What's wrong with me? What is the Lord? Like, what's wrong with my relationship with the Lord? And we start doing all these we're trying to like make sense of it all in our heads. Yeah, I think of a lot of times this situation where around Valentine's, Dude. you know, some girl is walking down the aisle, or down, you know, some aisle at a grocery store and sees all the Valentines and chocolates and stuff and is just like, "Why does my life suck?" You know, they just like <laughs> and you know, crying or whatever. And I think guys too, it's like it's like if I only had a girlfriend, you know. But um yeah, really bitter at life. Yeah, totally. In the stage of life they're in. Yeah, so I think bitterness is probably one of the big ones. And then I think there's probably a sense, too, of feeling like lesser value. Mm. So, like, because I'm not in a relationship, I'm less of a person. Or I don't have as big of a role in my life. Or even, like, at least I've experienced this. Like, this feeling and this idea that I'm somehow stuck in childhood and I haven't grown up. Because I'm not married and because I'm not dating anybody. And I'm still, like, I haven't matured to the place I should be at. Even though it might be a circumstance thing or just the season the Lord has for me right now where it doesn't define my worth as an adult or as a human being. I think we trick ourselves and we think that it's like, oh, because I'm not dating anybody, then I'm just kind of lesser somehow. Totally. Yeah, it's almost like dating or relationships somehow equal adulthood. Right. Have you ever played the game of life? Oh, yeah. You know how you go across the board and no matter what you do, there's one stop. And to progress in the game further, you have to get married. And so, it's like, true. for it's us, true. it's like we view life that way. Yeah. It's like, unless I, because I haven't hit the stop sign, that must mean I'm back here totally. somewhere and that I haven't reached the next stage. Totally. When, talk about a lie from the enemy, which, I mean, we'll get into this more, but I think there's definitely not the case for a lot of people. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Because, yeah, you can see where a lot of people are using their singleness for the glory of God. Totally. Yeah. So, I have a question for you then. Um, we talked about at some point, and I mean, we just were talking about it now, even that singleness and marriage, they're different stages of life, but they have, they have similar value in the sense that it's like, not like when I'm married, I've suddenly leveled up, you know, because that's not the case. And if they're both valuable stages in life, what would you say is like the purpose of singleness then for a believer? It's like, why am I not here? Because I think it looks really attractive. Like you said, grass is greener on the other side. Um, but what would be the reason that I'm not there, but I'm here where I am? Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, Paul lays it out actually really well. And and I think scripture just talks about it's like finding our satisfaction in the Lord first. So you're finding satisfaction in him and then learning undivided devotion to the Lord. You know, so Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7 about singleness, 
Um, he says, I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So during that time of singleness is like, I'm not distracted. I don't have other things, other obligations. And so right. right now, this is time where I really just get to seek the Lord wholeheartedly. Yeah. And learn that. And I think of even in myself, um, in my own time dating, and even before I dated my wife, and in those were times where the Lord was teaching me very valuable lessons where now as a husband and also a father, where it's like, I can see where my time um, restraints actually would be very difficult to learn some of those lessons. Mm -hmm. And so I think the Lord is teaching through this process, like serving him, getting to know him, that abiding relationship with him. Yeah. And that also, that is a lifelong, you know, learning for sure. Those are lessons that we learn for our whole life. But I think there is a level in singleness where it's like, okay, I'm going to spend this time seeking the Lord. Right. Um, somebody, I heard them explain this actually really well. Is like, don't expect to just start seeking the Lord once you get into a dating relationship or once you get engaged or married. Right. And yeah. It doesn't automatically happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. And I thought this was actually a really funny like explanation. They said, you know, it's almost like before summer comes, if you know, like a beach trip is coming up. Um, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be wearing this, you know, swimsuit or whatever. I'm going to the beach and you're doing like a million crunches the night before you go because you're wanting to get prepared and you're like be in the best shape. And I think so many people as single people, they're like, oh, I'll work on those things when the time comes, then I'll grow my relationship with the Lord. But it's like, no, actually the Lord is using this length of time in the stage of life you're in to grow steadily before said person comes into your life. It's not like you find some Christian girl or gal and... And then it's just like all of a sudden I've leveled up and I'm like, well, I was a complete like didn't even follow the Lord, didn't read my Bible. Totally. And now automatically somehow totally. just. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. And um, and so, yeah, I think it's that undivided de- devotion to him. And then also, once again, just finding satisfaction in him. And yeah. if we can't find our satisfaction in the Lord, like we're actually going to use people and not be able to care for people. And I think that's something that was, is really heavy for myself. And um, it's like, if I am not first filled with with Christ, then I'm actually going to try to use my wife to fill me mm-hmm. and, and fulfill the deepest longings in my heart. But when the Lord is ministering to me and giving purpose and fulfillment, then I am free to actually love her and care for her well. But the wife, your wife does provide you satisfaction though, right? In Amen. A certain way. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and how I, does there's like a separation there of like, she provides me satisfaction, but like, sh- I shouldn't seek it for that? Or what do you, what do exactly no, that's, you that's No, that's a good question. Um, so I think with my wife is like, she cares for me at a human level. Right. And there's intimacy in marriage, like a deep intimacy that you won't experience in any other relationship. Um, but at the same time, I also have to know that she has limitations because she's human. Mm-hmm. Like just at the same way, I wouldn't want her to put all of her expectations of ful- fulfillment on me. I don't want to put all my expectations of ful- fulfillment on her. Totally. And yeah. so um, making sure that it's like within the right proportion is like, if I ever said to Danae, you're not meeting all of my needs, then it's something's wrong actually with me. It's not wrong with her. Hmm. But there are obviously healthy level of like caring for once um, you enter into marriage, like your spouse and, but keeping that in the right proportion and balance. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. So it's so, not so much like a thing of your wife doesn't provide you satisfaction, 
But spiritual satisfaction alone can come from the Lord. And you can't find that anywhere else in any relationship or thing. Totally. And I think there are a level of people coming alongside within marriage, within friendship, within discipleship. They come alongside and there is like a, there's a spiritual level of like what they're offering, but it's always pointing towards Jesus. Mm. You know, it's like they can't give the water of life. They can only point me towards the water of life. Right. And in finding those people who truly do that is um, really amazing. And who will, will come alongside you and say, hey, I, I know the person who can give you fulfillment. Yeah. Let me usher you back to them again and again. Totally. And so question for you, actually, again, Liam, what are the benefits of singleness? You're a single guy besides like eating pizza every night of the That's week. It, and, man. The bachelor yeah. life every night. DiGiorno's pizza and PlayStation. And then I'm just good. No, that's actually, it's a good question because I think oftentimes we do view it that way and then we like paint the single guy as a loser, essentially. We're like, okay, what a pathetic guy with no opportunities in his life and when he gets married, then he's a real man. But that's so not true, for one. Um, And I think one of the main ones, and you covered this on Thursday, is like time. Is like, I have so much more free time. And I don't mean to be like bragging over you, but like, Josh, I have so much more free time than you do. It's true. Because like when I go home, my obligations to pretty much everyone are gone. So like when I leave here from work, it's like I I go home and I live by myself right now. So it's like I don't have obligations to like a girlfriend. I don't have obligations to a wife or children. Um, And those are good and healthy things. Not that I have experience with them, but like those are good and healthy things. Um, But... I have a lot of free time, and more than just free time to goof off, uh, which I think is what a lot of us use, and I'm often tempted to use it for just me. It's free time to serve the Lord more and better. And so in that 1 Corinthians passage in chapter 7, Paul's talking about that the unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking about how to please the Lord. But a married man, he has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. And so there's a sense in which I'm freed up, and I have this freedom to do what's right with my time. Um, I could just spend it all goofing off and doing nothing important, but I have the freedom and the ability to use it to spend it with the Lord or to do the things he's called me to do. And then there's also freedom in that too. And, and last Thursday, you mentioned this perfect example that me and you went to the movies with one of the high schoolers, Sam Quattrochi, like off the cuff totally. randomly. And it was like, it was a great time. I dropped it like, I was literally at home, and then 20 minutes later, I was at the movie theaters when you texted me. It's because I had nothing else in my way. But not just for movies and stuff, but anything. Um, so I'm free in a lot of ways from, like, roots in a single location. So if the Lord calls me somewhere else, I'm not picking up an entire family and moving somewhere. Um, it's just me. And so, like, I don't own a home right now. But so if I did, that would make it a little harder. But even so, way easier then, like, I have my family here, and my kids are in school, and my wife has this thing that she's doing where I'm caring about a lot of other people. I'm able to move around when I need to. And then I think also financially free, too, that my finances don't have to go. Um, I don't have a lot of mouths to feed, just my own, with the Zorno pizza. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but more than that, it's like I have the ability to spend my money and my resources for the things of the Lord um, if, because it's more freed up. And not that married people can't, and they should, but um, it's more free as a single person. So. Totally. Totally. Yeah, and those are good answers. I think of my time in college, and I was a single guy, Bible college, and they asked that we do um, you know, at least one outreach outside of the college. And I was like, do you know what? I have all this time. 
I was like, I think I'm going to do like three. And, uh, and it was great. I was serving in a youth group and I was also doing homeless ministry coming in to Portland like once a month and, um, caring for folks. And then I also was just serving a small church. And at the time, you know, I realized like the Lord was just opening up in my heart, just a love for serving people and caring for people. And, um, and I remember this one, you know, I shared this story actually on Thursday, but I remember this one night somebody else was leading music and I was at this little church and I was like, you know what? I'll just hang out by the door and greet people. Like no one asked me to, but I was like, you know, I just want to be available. So I'm greeting folks and the service was about to start. And this guy walks in and I think his name was Rob, super nice guy. And we were just talking and Rob all of a sudden like gets this look in his eye. He's like, Hey, Hey, uh, Josh. I was like, yeah, what's, what's going on? He's like, I, you know, I feel like I can really open up to you. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. He's like, well, I want to let you know that I actually found drugs today on my job site and I want to go flush it down the toilet. I feel compelled by the Holy Spirit. And after talking with you. For those of and, you who are thinking about becoming ushers, I promise this is not the normal it's, it's true. circumstance. But it's true. sometimes, you know, it's just like it happens. It comes. It comes. <laughs> so then what's funny is then Rob, um, says, hey, follow me out to my truck. So I follow him out to his truck. I get out there, and sure enough, he pulls out this white Ziploc bag of <laughs> substance, and uh, he's like, let's let's go flush it right now. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I'm like 19 years old, you know, don't really know much, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just follow, and I guess this is how it goes. So we go, and he's tries. he first goes to the men's bathroom, shakes the door, and somebody hollers out. They're like, it's going to be a couple minutes. He's like, <laughs> he's like, He's like, don't worry, we'll, we'll go to the women's. So next thing, I, next thing I know, Rob and I are in the women's bathroom. We lock the door behind us. Still is weird thinking about it to this day. We're in the women's bathroom. He fl- he dumps all this stuff in the toilet. And then he goes, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And then he flushes the toilet. And I remember at the time, it was like this crazy story. I was like, what is going on? But at the same time, simultaneously, I'm like, This is exactly what I want to be doing right now. As a young single person, I could tell this was a value. And I had spent a lot of my time as a teenager, you know, just playing video games. And not that I'm like just completely anti-video games, but I realized looking back, like, I'm like, oh man, I could have been using that time for other things, just growing in general. But instead I was using it really just to find, try to fulfill myself. And I think of, you know, where Paul, and it rings in my ears a lot of like, where he says it's more blessed when he's quoting Jesus, it's more blessed to give than um, than to receive. Mm. And I think there's this beauty of like in this blessing of, okay, I get to give during this time. I'm not just trying to consume, but I'm actually wanting to be right. life giving to people. That's me. like the, when I think about the narrative that the culture says, it's very much like singleness is the time to do exactly what you want, man. Cause then you're going to get married. And then all of a sudden you have all these responsibilities, which is true. But then what they're telling you to do is therefore do what you want to do, go where you want to go, be the person you want to be, where I think this is totally a thing. It's like we could submit this to the Lord and like this is my offering to you is I mm. have this freedom. Amen. And whatever you want with that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be on the front lines in the Congo somewhere, but like I don't know, maybe maybe it will. But it, whatever it is, it's like you'll be serving the Lord. Totally. I remember actually, Liam, I remember right after you moved up here, I invited you over on a Friday night and Dude. Danae was gone with some of her friends. And so Liam comes over and it's me and my kids. And Liam, do you remember the experience? Oh yeah. So I walk in, his kids are being all loud and running around, which is great. They're fun. And um, I think it was like breakfast for dinner or something it's like true. that. Classic Total. dad move. And Amen. Mickey Mouse music is blaring. 
for Ellie, and I'm like, you know what? This is not my normal Friday night experience. Normally, it was like pizza and Super Smash Brothers at my friend's house, but now it's I'm looking at Josh's life, and it's like Mickey Mouse with the kids, breakfast for dinner, making sure that the kids are doing well while the wife is out. And, and I want you guys to know that I think I absolutely love the stage of life I'm in. I have three little kids, beautiful, wonderful wife who supports me and loves me well, and there are times, you know, for the single person, and this is what I actually want to encourage you is like, as wonderful as my life is, the enemy totally attacks me and says, what you want is singleness. Like you want to have that freedom. You want to have that time. And I think it's just something that the enemy uses on everyone is like, you want this stage of life that you are not currently in. Totally. You know, for the, for the married person, the enemy is saying, you want to be single and you, you want all this time to yourself. And then for the single person, it's like, I just want to be dating. I just want to be engaged. I want to be married. And you're so caught up in the stage of life that you're not in that you can't be present and care for the people in the stage of life that you are in. 100%. And I've definitely learned through my life that it's like I've thought many times that as soon as I get to the next phase of my life, all these problems that I have like in my own soul and the things I'm wrestling with the Lord like will just go away because I'm like, oh, it must be caused by my situation. But then I realize as I shift from as I've been growing up and shifting into new places in my life, that every time I reach a new level, as you, if you could call it that, every time I do the next thing, I'm still the same person, and that things don't automatically change because of my circumstances. And so what that's left with is the Lord has to work those things out. And that's a process of life. So that includes the season of singleness and dating, and all those things are needed for their time because, yeah, otherwise you'll never change. And so Totally, totally. Any final thoughts, man, before we close this out? Um, yeah, something that I've thought of a lot as I was even studying this and, and just thinking about the church and the Bible and singleness. and But I was thinking a lot about, you know, we've been reading from like the words of Paul, but also Peter was so influential. So Peter and Paul, both leaders of the church. You know, we look at Acts, both powerful ministries. Peter was married. Paul was single. Both equally follow Jesus. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. that we see where both of them were completely seeking the Lord in the stage of life they were in. And I want to encourage you guys today, whoever's listening to this, and you know, I think for the for the folks who are single in this um in this season, is that Jesus gives abundant life in all circumstances. You know, in and, and Jesus is walking with you daily. And I would encourage you to seek him, seek that daily bread that he offers. Um, and just know that he is guiding you and he yeah. cares about you in the stage of life you're in. You know, whether in a relationship or single, he is good and we can trust him. And I just mm-hmm. want to leave you with that today, that he is worthy of your trust and that he will guide you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to the next part of the series when we dive more into dating and relationships and what that yeah. looks like. Should be fun. Right on. All right. Peace out. Peace out.